welcome to First Issue Club. We are your weekly comic book podcast that talks about first issues, your gateway into the world of visualized storytelling, a.k.a. comic books. That was a really eloquent way to describe a comic book. See what happens when I come back it's into poetic. the fold. It was poetic. I'll tell you what, now that you're back, Law & Order has once again... <laughs> Been established. Actually, I think I think we did pretty fine without you. To be, I love it when we're kind of unleashed and allowed to just explore the space. But those can only be a once in a while yeah. type episode. Mr. Organized Mike D over here always shits on our fun. I wasn't gonna say anything. You were gonna that we stuttered around the intro. <laughs> were you gonna say? I just didn't know what happened with the music. It was like bleep. Oh, doop dop. Yeah, that we had a different musical intro. <laughs> And, oh, then did... it, and then it played five, like like four or five seconds of the normal song, and then just disappeared immediately. I, I noticed that. Was as that well. a creative decision? I don't know. <laughs> the, the creative director is sitting here to my left. I, 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 honest to God, flipped fifteen seconds back because I was like, "Mine's glitching," and then it did the exact same thing a second time, and I was like, "What?" Uh, I was like, "Was this on purpose?" I think it was just like the. You know what it is? It's actually genius what he did. <laughs> Because it catches you off guard and kind of brings your attention back in. Normally, right. you just flip on a podcast and you kind of zone out. This uh-huh. we've we have a, a typical format that oh, we follow. Shit. This one completely off the rails. I know what I did. I made an edit after I had like finalized it uh-huh. and moved it to the wrong spot. So I'm sorry about that. I didn't. I should have checked my final product. <laughs> yeah. So listeners, you didn't have a stroke. <laughs> so that's why you know. Hey. Shit happens. It does, doesn't it? And the world <laughs> keeps on spinning, baby. Hey, you didn't even comment. That's a good. That's big of you. He's doing it right now. I episode. know. You normally give us a little shout out on the text chain. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm fucking having a seizure over here. I know. This <laughs> fucking thing isn't the way that I isn't perfect. Here. I told you guys maybe six months ago I was going to stop caring about this show, and I have. <laughs> <laughs> You've completely checked out. <laughs> um, you think we lost listeners because of the glitch? No. No. Uh Uh-uh. The only reason I brought it up now during this intro is because I felt a little bit of energy my way about not being (laughs) there last week. So, here you go. Energy back. (laughs) This week, transition, we're covering Land of the Living Gods on Aftershock from Isaac Mogajane and Santos. So, excited to get into that book, love Aftershock, and... Talking about independent comic books, getting a breather from the big two these last couple of weeks, which is nice. Um, we got a Super Bowl this week. <laughs> is it- well, we had a Super Bowl, and you know what? I was shocked that the team that won won. Yeah, me too. I had put money on the other team. I was shocked that the boring ass team that nobody cared about won. And then there was that one commercial that was really funny that a lot of people were talking about, and then the other commercial that was a little. A little then, controversial. Yeah, I loved all the Harambe jokes. It was so funny. Yeah, that was a kind of a weird callback to a thing that happened a few years ago. But the commercials were good. I liked that one commercial. Uh, the chip commercial was fun, and the mm-hmm. beer commercial was okay. Um, so yeah, the, the halftime show that was shocking. Oh yeah, it was great. I did not expect that. Didn't I? Didn't, I, I, didn't I think, think there's going to be a lot of le- letters written mm-hmm. to uh, where's the, what channels the Super Bowl played on? NBC. Yeah. Sure. Whichever one. There's a lot of letters going to be written to them. All right. Well, that was our Super Bowl recap. 
And uh, now we have news. God, the inside inside joke is that we're recording this before the Super Bowl. (laughs) But you're going to be hearing it after the Super Bowl. (laughs) It wasn't really an inside joke because the joke went on for like two or three minutes. So if you didn't get the joke, then I guess you weren't on the inside. I don't know how that works. You've been holding a phone up to your face for the last 10 minutes. I assume you're going to read us some news. Yeah, there was just a countdown of the top 10 movers and shakers of books that have changed in value this past uh, week are as they, of this recording. Are they current books or like books because of movie news that have that has a, dropped? A mix. Oh, okay. Because I know- You guys are dialed into this more than I am. I so am dialed in. More of this is probably news to me than it is to you, but- I thought something fun to talk about. Let's do it. Yep. While I like it. Killing some time. Which is funny because you're the one that buys the most slaps, so it seems like you should be the most dialed in. No, I like classic covers. Mm, yeah. And spec and classic covers ain't the same, baby. You think, you think you'll get into classic cars because you're into classic covers? Maybe in my retirement. Yeah. Oh, you think? You'll start collecting like Corvettes. I'm going to be driving around my amazing Spider-Man number one in a... <laughs> 1956 red Corvette. You're just showing Ooh, it to we. people. You're gonna take it to the the the, I'm gonna the be, drive-in. Yeah, I'm gonna be blaring that um, Beach Boys "Apple Bottom Jeans" boots with the fur uh, uh, cover <laughs> that everyone's loving lately. Oh, I have heard that. Yeah. People should do more of like driving around their collectibles and showing them off. Yeah. Hey, ladies, and I wave a slab at them. Yeah. Ever seen a mint in box Furby? <laughs> Actually, wow, wow, we will be wow, woo. I also have this car. I love you. I have this car in Hot Wheel form. <laughs> the car I'm driving. <laughs> would you like to see a miniature version? <laughs> that is one fandom. While I respect all fandoms, Micro Machines, Hot Wheels is a fandom that is crazy to me. Oh yeah, because those collectors go crazy. For Hot Wheels, like crazy for Hot Wheels. You think they go crazier than like other fandoms? For what it is, yes. Okay. 100%. The okay. fact that it's a tiny little car mm-hmm. and all you can do with it is look at it and put it on a little track. Yep. Yeah. They're pretty dudes, into it for these that. These dudes don't, or these, it's not just dudes, but these people don't take them out of their boxes. Let's be honest, it's they, all dudes. They hang them on the wall. Like they, they know oh, when yeah. the, the, the we, supplier gets at Walmart and all these places and like meets them at the door and like rummages through the boxes for their favorite car or whatever. I saw a video of this guy being like, okay, here we've got the 1973 Porsche XT, blah, blah, blah. And then he puts it on a little track and it goes around. And then he's like, all right, picking up speed. That's kind of a medium length drive. And then he takes it and puts it out next to how far it made it on his track. Uh And then you see like hundreds of Hot Wheels and it's funny to see, like... <laughs> he's, like, cataloged them all. Yeah, like, different ones have different, like, speed ratings, and he's, like, ranking them all. I watched this video for so long. <laughs> I was, like, vexed by it. <laughs> Hang on, wait. But, but Does he it... grease the bearings? Like, no, it's just some of them are, like, lighter than others and are more aerodynamic, like, I guess. if he's a collector, like, wouldn't he not want to roll them around? I guess he's the sort of collector who likes to enjoy them. He only collects like, the fast ones. If it, it doesn't meet a certain time, throws it away. It's like we're the type who like to read rather than Got just it, send yeah. comics to CGC. He's the one that likes to play with them like a four-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which is, you know. That's fine. It is fine. Mad respect. <laughs> Coming in at number 10 on the comics to shift in price this past week 
Uh, we, Black Panther three. Oh yeah, no big surprise. Yep. It, number ten is the one in twenty five cover, which is getting colossal numbers for a one in twenty five. Yeah. Is brand spanking new. I believe that is the well. First of all, it's a first appearance of a new character of a villain. Well, we don't know yet. Okay. It's a new character in the Black Panther lore. That may or may not be very inconsequential. Correct. Correct. But the one a, in twenty five is the first. Cover, cover appearance, appearance as well for okay. this character. Double whammy. Yeah. Um, a raw copy of that sold for $600 this past week. <laughs> of the one in 25? Yes. Because the regular cover is like a 20 bucks or something. No, 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 no. The regular cover is going for like 45 It's going oh, is up. it really? Mm-hmm. Well, it's still a first appearance. Yeah, we'll get to that. Mm. Um, fair market value of this thing by the end of that week was down to $400. <laughs> God. You got to love the fluctuation of this shit. Uh, I just, the people who buy at the highs, like you have to learn your lesson at some point. Or you just have so much money, they don't you care. just don't give a fuck, they don't care. I guess. It's Jake, it's Jake Paul. That's who's doing it. Yeah, right. It's like clowns like that who you, just like, I have so much money. Who got his money back from the Pokemon uh, fiasco. Yes, I heard that. update. Yeah, he got his money back. As, as much as I shouldn't feel bad for that guy... I was kind of like, man, that fucking blows. But you want him to be screwed for the right reasons. Yes, exactly. His right. brother's the real shithead. He's just like kind I of wouldn't a know leech, the difference. I on. always confuse the two. All right, number nine. I think Greg knows what this one's going to be. Amazing Spider-Man two ten. Madam Web. Madam Web's first appearance. Yeah. So Sony has apparently announced that either Madam Web is going to be in a movie mm-hmm. or get her own movie. Early speculation is she's getting her own film, which like explores the spider verse. Oh, so so it's like a Fellini thing? What's well, a Fellini? Well you said film, so I didn't know if it was gonna be like Oh, it's it's a, cinema a, baby. A tour. Yeah. Okay. So this book high sale this past week was nine hundred and fifty dollars for a graded nine point six. Oh no 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 yeah. no. And then the raw copies fair market value is around two hundred and twenty dollars. Oh, Jesus Christ. No way that book's gonna sustain even that two hundred and twenty mark, I don't think. No. I would imagine that if they made this um if this movie does get made, that Madam Webb is gonna kind of be a watcher sort of character Mm -hmm. that's going to be like let me spin you a tale of this over here and then it goes to another thing yeah you know what i mean yeah like the crypt keeper (laughs) yeah she's gonna be the (laughs) she's the crypt keeper of the spider i'm madam web (laughs) i like spiders (laughs) (laughs) all right amazing spider-man 637 we already know wait that's a completely different book 637 is... Is that the first appearance of the Goblin Queen as the Doctor? Doctor um, Kafka? Hang on, hang on. It's a different Madam Web. Uh, oh, so ooh, they're hedging their bets. The mantle of Madam Web gets that, transferred. So that made it to seven? So, so that, that's, that's probably eight. the... Eight. That's number eight. That's, that's number eight, eight on oh, the okay. list. So that fluctuated from worth... A penny to a sixty-two dollars is is basically the average of where it's going for. Man. The high someone sold a nine point eight for two hundred twenty, which bravo! If uh, you can unload those, bravo! You've been holding on to them for twenty years, waiting. That's just a, waiting. Yeah, that was a straight up worthless comic the week before. Yep. All right, we got a Black Panther three variant, the Gary Frank variant. Um, this one, I'm trying to remember what that one looked like. Okay, so this was the really cool homage cover. Yes. That was like an old Marvel Age cover 
homage. The Daredevil one? Yes. Oh, I wanted that one so bad. It was Elektra as Daredevil from the Marvel Age oh, cover where Daredevil's that. on the cover yeah. as well. Yeah. How much did it go for? Because I'm fucking irritated. Oh, sorry. I said the Black Panther 3. I meant the Daredevil right, without yeah. fear variant. Yes. Blah. Missing my titles up. Um, going for around $90. That's one I'm going to watch because I definitely want wasn't to a, grab that Wasn't cover. it a 50 ratio variant? One in, was it a 1 in 50? I thought it was a 1 in 25. But it's so hotly yeah. It's a 1 in know, 25. wanted that, you know, yeah. Okay. All right. The Gary Frank variant for Black Panther. 41 bucks. Is okay. that the like just regular Black Panther as just on the cover? Yes, that is. I was not too uh, impressed with that cover. He's centered on the tree. Yeah. He's always in trees, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Use a road. He's for, a tree guy. <laughs> get in a car. Especially for Wakanda having so many like skyscrapers and stuff. Yeah. Why is this guy always in a tree? We get it. You're a cat. <laughs> All right, number five, Star Wars books. Oh, there's yeah. A, there's a bunch of Star Wars Darth Maul books. Um, Darth Maul? Oh, okay. Specking this this week uh, because of some spoilers Boba. for Book in, of Boba, in Boba Fett. Fett. So we'll, we'll leave those things out. But um, Wasn't high... one of the Star Wars covers because Grogu and the Mandalorian are on the cover? Yeah, that's right. There was a second print yeah, something of like that. that. There's like a gold cover and a silver cover, I think. Mm-hmm. And the gold might be the less desirable one. Ooh. I'm not sure. But in any case, Darth Maul 3 going for $721 for a <laughs> Fuck you. CGC 9.9, <laughs> which given 9.9 graded things, always go for like several hundred Wait, dollars. Is more that than the, a um, the Darth Maul series that came out like a couple of years ago? Uh, Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Okay. So you might have that, you think? I definitely bought the first couple. I don't think I bought the third one, though. What's mm-hmm. what's big about the third one? What's a spoiler, it's a spoiler so we from can't say. Book of oh, Boba Fett. Oh, got it. Okay. Same thing with it's the first appearance of Darth Maul's wing. I can know. Same thing with Darth Maul two. Is first appearance of Darth Darth Maul's butt. It was like a cameo appearance, I believe, and then like a full appearance. Okay. So another book that's specking of the butt. Don't tell me. I I breezed over these because I don't even want to know. I haven't watched that last episode. I of haven't Book either. of Boba Fett yet. I haven't either. So. Cool your chompers on uh, the spoilers, BK. <laughs> cool your chompers. <laughs> New Teen Titans 21. This is a book from 1982. Oh. um, So I'm trying to figure out what's going on inside well, of DC right now. The Titans show casted a couple more villains. Oh, okay. And we've got um, Brother Blood and Mother Mayhem in New Teen Titans 21. From the 80s. So that book went up to $190 for a graded copy yeah. and then around 60 bucks for a raw. Could give two shits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amazing Spider-Man 88. And this is what you were alluding to earlier, Greg. Oh, Dr. Kafka. Is Dr. Kafka, yep. So, And a lot of these characters, when we were talking about... I, w- I was trying to think of who the Red Goblin or Queen Goblin was going to be. I was thinking it could be like any number of old characters that are kind of popping in and out of yeah. Spider-Man. I kind of thought it was going to be Liz Allen. And then mm. I was like, then that's amazing Spider-Man number one. <laughs> yeah. Let me like, go pick that up. I don't think that's going up in value because of <laughs> a queen, because of Dr. Because of queen Goblin. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's like magic showing up in giant sized X-Men number one. Yeah. 
But so, yeah, there's just some comparable things or that character or something showing up in that book. So yeah. that's that's why that book. We still don't know who the Goblin Queen is yet, right? We do. Oh, we do? Is it Kafka? It is the Doctor, yeah. Okay. I haven't read that issue yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Black Panther 3A cover. Mm. Number, and- number one spot for the second week in a row. Um, 185 for a CGC 9.8. And then went up to a fair market value of fifty seven dollars at some at when the at did the you guys end of get the it? Do you have it? I did. I have it. Thanks to a good friend of mine in New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey Doug. New Jersey Doug. Shout out <laughs> and JD helping the man out, and I really appreciate you. Hell yeah! All right, that's all I got for. So, so number one was Black Panther three. Yeah. Okay. When you think about two, and I think this thing goes by like kind of recency bias of like how much things like normally fluctuate and sure okay the percentage wise that it like improved from week to week right because so, cover a is going to make the biggest jump right from ratio variance so that one's the hotness still how about it the new hotness oh i'm trying to get the newest issue of avengers 53 because it's the first appearance of the red panther yeah we're doing all kinds of red characters now i know everyone wants to be red <laughs> Radiant Black has the red. Radiant Red. Radiant Red, I guess. <laughs> There's Red Hulks. There's Red Panthers. What's next? Red America? Not in my country. <laughs> Not in America. Okay, thank you for saying it. All right. Thank God. Let's move to our book. Actually, before we get to our book. Yeah, I'm kind of parched. Let me take a quick drink here. Oh, what are you sipping on? That... <sighs> The sound of that drink moving through your mouth and throat was delectable. So succulent, rec- recognizable. Oh yeah, it what did it sound can't like? Can't be mistaken for anything but Boulevard's Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Cosmic IPA from Boulevard Brewing Company in our own Kansas City, Missouri, making some of the best IPAs you can get your hands on. Pick up Space Camper IPA. Mm-hmm. The official and only drink of the First Issue Club. That's exactly right. We have cut um, all of our water pipes leading into our homes. Right. There is water in it. Severed them. I shower in Cosmic IPA. I bathe in it. I brush my teeth with it. Wash my hands with it. Yeah. I am a a company man. I'm a Boulevard Brewing Company company man. And they just re-released a variety pack that I'm loving. So you get different hop varieties Mm -hmm. with the classic Space Camper mix. And Gigahop was one of the early varieties they did, and you haven't yeah. been able to find it for a while, so I'm excited that's back. And he's back. And I drank almost all of them right away. And wh- why wouldn't you? Yep. They're so delectable. Yeah. Do you do that sometimes when you buy, like, in the grocery store, you're just like, I, I gotta just... <laughs> I, I, I gotta, gotta get this Space Game for IPA in my mouth. <laughs> I gotta right just now. start drinking it in the store. I gotta slam some of these yeah. beers before the checkout line. It's yeah. cool. I'm 21. Yeah. What, well, what the thing that I do is I open the variety packs and I pick out the ones I want and then stick them in another box. Oh. And so I, I made my own. <laughs> so you have a full 12 pack of yeah, Giga It hop. is a variety. Yeah, pack. exactly yeah. right. I can do like just the 12 pack of Giga Hop that way. Yeah. Sir, what are you doing? I'm making my own variety pack. <laughs> and then when other people. There's open, no rules. Yeah, it says the word variety. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Boulevard, for thank sponsoring you Boulevard. the show. Thank um, you, We're going to pimp our charity work again this week and talk about a great event we have coming up 
benefiting the Hope House in Kansas City. Yes. It's going to be at Cinderblock Brewing Company. It is on March 6th. March 6th. We're doing it with a bunch of other Kansas City podcasts. There's going to be uh, raffles, which is how we're raising money. Uh, Boulevard Brewing Company with us has gotten a PlayStation 4 Pro mm-hmm. up for auction. And then additionally, Boulevard Brewing Company is doing kind of a year of beer giveaway where yep. you get like a 12-pack or year. something yep. like that for a yeah. year. And you have to drink it all in a day, though. It, in one sitting. So it's going to be kind of rough. But <laughs> The other podcasts are providing other raffle items. So mm-hmm. it should be a fun thing if you can make it out. Yes. Um, please do. If you don't feel comfortable going out. Find a way to get in touch with us. Happy to, yeah. If you, you want, know, buy could, raffle tickets for you. Absolutely. And if you want we'll to do, do that, some Venmo stuff. And if you win, we'll ship the stuff to you. Um, but however you can help, it's a great cause. You mm-hmm. can look up Google the Hope House in Kansas City if you want to learn more about yeah, that. They effort. do a ton of great work, and it's uh, it's gonna be super fun. It's a fun way to raise money for a great organization. So hopefully, we see you guys on March sixth at Cinderblock Brewing Co. Co. <laughs> and you can win some prizes. It's going to be great. All right. Now let's get to Land of the Living Gods. My throat is sore. I've been talking nonstop this episode. I'm going to pass it off to one of you gents. Okay. To say, what was this book about? Well, can you do it in a sentence or less? Uh, yeah. Future. Afrofuturism done Right? Done spiritual. (laughs) (laughs) With a spiritual twist. (laughs) Right. Uh, This author, I think, does a lot of South Africa stuff, but at least has like some movie media deal stuff. Yeah, so this is their first comic they've written, actually. Okay. They're in charge of of a film production company in South Africa. Got it. Uh, The artist, Santo, has done two other comics um, in like European comics, so this is his first comic uh, through Aftershock. So we kind of have a new dynamic duo here doing this book for Aftershock. I I, I really loved kind of, it, it looked almost like we I was reading like a f- semi-finished sketchbook yeah. of how loose and like kind of uh, watery the watercolors looked. and um, Except for that you find out the main character is albino, which I thought they were just sketching the main character oh, okay. and like not coloring them in. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, they're albino. Right. You know what I appreciated? Albino characters are almost always villains. And I remember mm-hmm. this being a thing when Da Vinci Code came out. Right. That everyone was like, why the fuck are <laughs> albino people always treated like- Like powder. The bad guy. And <laughs> vilified. And- right. I was like, okay, hell yeah, let's have an albino lead Mm -hmm. and hero. Mm -hmm. I think it's because, well, uh, the trope is, like, probably those marginalized communities are picked on so much that they just kind of get jaded and become a supervillain. That's probably, like, what leads some writers to be like, well, if you're picked on the whole time, you'll probably just become a villain. Yeah. So shame on you, Dan Brown, first of all. (laughs) Let's give our knocks where the knocks are due. Someone picked on Dan Brown for him to write so many books that's just like, hey, here's my treatise on why there's no God. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Somebody shoved God down his throat. He's got to hang up for sure. I'm like, can't you just like not believe in it and chill out? No. <laughs> no. Not when there's checks to cash. <laughs> 
Um, I, I thought this book was great. I thought it was kind of a unique take on um, Afrofuturism and like a desolate wasteland and with the kind of spiritual otherworldly twist of like you have a spiritual guide to this other world. Um, I thought it was kind of cool. A mixture of two different genres. It felt a lot like um, uh, what's that book that was on uh, a bit of root on image. Yeah. Kind of had that same feel um, like, like excellence as well. Like I was just really enthralled with it and you know, for a first time creator writing, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I think like without the spiritual element, this would have been a really good like future post-apocalyptic Mad Maxian world. But the spiritual stuff makes it like pretty deep and like and fun. And then sometimes I, I will say a couple times complicated. Like I had to be like, wait, what is this thing? Mm-hmm. But in a good way. Like I think so too. When it started and you're kind of absorbing or realizing that um you know, when when she's speaking to her ancestors, she's literally speaking to her ancestors mm-hmm. yeah. in like a spirit form. Yeah. Like I, a lot of comics and stories would have had the main character have this moment that was like, huh, they're the, real. The ancestors are r- 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 real. <laughs> a Scooby-Doo I moment. dead people. But, but that was this, it was a really unique thing about this that it was like, this is the world that it exists in. There's mm-hmm. like this um, person, like this, like, spiritual liaison person she goes to that does like gives her a reading right and has like this in like direct insight into the like spiritual world and yeah like he's like possessed by one of the spirits yes kind of gives her like a uh a, a message of just like you need to go find the living gods right and have them remember that you guys are still here on earth and i kind of appreciated that the the book just wasn't like Oh, spiritual readings, that's bullshit. And yeah. then you find out like, oh, maybe there is more to it. It just set it's just set up this world in a way that's like it's grounded in reality, but a lot of like the religiosity is firm and sound and like touchable. Tangible, yeah. I guess. And there's also like commentary where it's like, How can people in this world not believe in religion when they see spirits? And right. it's like that Yeah, you, that's a great point. Because yeah. it's just like these two worlds are living almost in harmony mm-hmm. of, you know, otherworldly futuristic tech and real religious, like, uh, fervor and... Um, there's also not that many people alive. <laughs> like, it's very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, obviously there's something that has happened to decimate this land and, you know, further issues will explain that. But, I mean, as far as the first issue goes, like, the hook was fully baited and I chomped down hard on it. My favorite part of the comic was there is like a tree that's magical. Oh, yeah. uh, boyo or bio or something. Something like that. Yeah. Follows him around. It's a lot like the plant in Mario that like shoots fireballs. <laughs> yeah, it's a tiny plant in a pot. It's almost sentient. It is. And it then is there's sentient, my favorite part about it was there's a diagram that the main character drew a couple pages explaining all of the magical properties that it has. Uh-huh. And it's like the kid is analyzing it mm-hmm. or the main character is analyzing it being like how can this be useful for me and you find out all the magical properties that it has i thought that was a really good way to explain the plant and then to also like put it near the end almost like editor notes like right gives you a dip into like the future world of this like shit because if that wasn't there you're just like what is this plant did it block a arrow going into their skin or like what exactly was it doing yeah and then it's like very much magic plant 
Yeah. And I, I love that there's like these roving marauders who are like half tech, half human. Yeah, they were yeah. cool looking. That like, th- like the concept for some of these characters was just fucking bonkers. And, and gonna, it was so cool. And they're going to sell an albino kid to get a bunch of money? To those, to some witches. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like there's like this, this element of like. So that's the other thing too, that how they deal with the language change. Mm-hmm. They'll put like one word in that is a different language, Afri- so. an, an African language. Okay, yeah, and then but then they like so they just like maybe it's a colloquial phrase, yeah. and then they'll translate it and be like the English version is that. Mm-hmm. I've actually never seen that way of integrated language before. We've read a handful of comics that does the Spanglish thing, where it just gives you the line in Spanish and doesn't give you the translation. Right. Not seen this where it just like pops in a word and only translates the word. It made for a kind of fun reading experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. This is a rare occasion where a first time or early uh, comic book writing thing uh, really worked. Normally we get a little bit of like, are you? You can tell they don't understand the medium. And yeah. Stuff like that. Well, well, they I don't mean, appreciate it. I think it's probably w- more so. Like, yeah. yeah. But what this person has probably as a benefit is is like they are a storyboard writer for like TV. In South Africa, so like they know how to structure. Turns out South Africa's got good comics too. <laughs> so they know how to structure like a, a, a episode of TV, which is is an easy transition into a, an issue of a comic book, essentially. So, does this comic book make you want to be spiritual? Uh, no. I'm reading a book right now on. Uh... <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Is it called the Bible? No, it's actually about people who have used uh, psychic techniques to discover more about archaeology. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound like a waste of time at all. <laughs> Re- wait, reading the book or just choosing that as a career path? <laughs> yeah, which I guess the reading kind the book both. Yeah, the reading the book is even worse. Like doing it is a waste of time, and then reading a book about people that do it. Tell you what, if you're persuasive enough to convince people that you're psychic and you can like do archaeological digs with your mind, good on you. Well, I just was is like the idea like oh there there was a big trauma here. We must dig down and find Pompeii. Somewhere there was a house. Okay, here? that's honestly not far off from okay. uh, what they're doing. I was just like. Okay, if this is documented and this existed, I just I at least want to know about how this happened. <laughs> so this is what a swindler looks like. <laughs> Ten pages in, I'm I'm not thinking they're complete. Ten pages. I'm in. not thinking they're completely crazy. <laughs> I I have never judged a book by ten pages. I've also I've never had anyone tell me, oh, I'm reading this book, and they're not even a chapter into it yet. You just read the foreword. You have to. I get, started it yesterday. You have to get through the first chapter to tell people you're reading a <laughs> I book. Can't say I skimmed a book. Okay, sorry. I I'm in preparation of reading a book. There you go. Yeah. My my preparatory methodology is reading the first ten pages. You just started the foreplay for that book. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. So are you reading? You're not Dune? in its guts yet. You can you can say you're reading Dune. He's like over halfway done with that book. Dune's huge. He's been reading it for fucking ever. I always every day I have to oh, hear about so it. Oh, so now you're gonna criticize his reading level. every day. You have to hear about. I read most. I read about a third of Dune on a train ride, and then I haven't really touched it since. You know what's not fun to read? Dune. Correct. It's heavy. I got through like, you know, like the break. It's broken into like three books or yes. something. I read the first book, mm-hmm. and and a. Chapter or two after that, Wait, you know, we've talked about why it's a shitty read. I don't think we have. Um, at the time, that author was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to break the mold 
And I'm just going to, instead of giving like the format is set up and like take them on an epic journey, they're like, I'm just going to toss them into an immersive world and create an immersive environment. That's actually a terrible way to read a book. It, it, well, it is great, great for a comic. Yeah. And, but I'll say, having lived in a world where dunes existed for like 50 years or however long, like going back and reading it now is a, completely enjoyable experience because mm-hmm. I just have enough of a foundation yeah. already. So when it first came out and there was no basis. I think I would have been fucking lost. I would have been so lost. I think it was one of those things where they were like, doth my hat, I read Dune. Like hyper nerds were really into it. <laughs> yeah. Just like, finally, something that confuses oh, me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you, I'll say if you watch like the new movie mm-hmm. and- Which is up for best picture. Is it really? Mm-hmm. If you really dug that- which I did. Then just go to the book. Go to it. Uh, it's calling I mean, you. It's, having and, read, having I'll read say, the book, I feel like the movie's better. <laughs> the, I typically say that about all books. There's there's a couple scenes or a couple scenarios in the book that I'm like, oh, I wish this was in the movie, but it wouldn't have made sense with how many characters they threw at you. But on the whole, the movie is like... So so extremely true to the book. Oh, I like that's only it, part one. I fucking love the movie. So true to the book. People were like, "There's no words. There's just epic music over and over again." Sweet. And I'm just like, "Yeah, you ever seen a movie? <laughs> it's like fun to see a movie like that. It's the point of a fucking ever listen to a sleep album." And then people started making this hot take about like, "Well, well technically, the first Dune's not that bad with Sting." Oh, it's hated that terrible. Movie. <laughs> There's a lot of people who get really mad about people talking shit on that movie, but come at us. Even the directors, it's like a Racerhead guy, right? I don't. David Lynch. No, it's yeah. David Lynch. Even David Lynch is, is that like, not? I don't like the movie. David Lynch didn't do Racerhead. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Did was that Ed Wood? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a discussion for the Patreon. Did David Lynch do Racerhead? Yeah, don't. Contact us about whether or not he did it. We'll have found out by yeah, the time. Yeah. By the time you, you have you found just, out, you know what? We've already your found film out trivia too. doesn't need to be uh, appear on to us in email form or Twitter form. Yeah, yeah. just we'll, go to Patreon. We're yeah, talking about it already. We uh, we cover comics, not movies here. So we love the interaction. This corrections are not this type of interaction <laughs> we like. We'll 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 have found out by now. I got a hundred bucks that David Lynch did Eraserhead. I'm not going to take that bet because I don't you, care enough. So now that oh, hold on, now that all three of us are here for this episode, yeah. And last week, Mike D texted us and said, come with thoughts on the Corn album. Yeah, he heard the episode. Did you have particular thoughts on the Corn album, Madutsif? Oh, it was one of the best albums that came out that week. Jonathan Davis has no voice. <laughs> He's like, can't hold an album with, with his throat. But... On the whole, the music, it was like, it sounded like corn or like the better parts of corn. Yeah, it did. And then the, uh, I think if there had been like another good album or two that came out that week, I would have been like, eh, I don't even need to finish this corn album. But since the week as a whole was so bad for new music and the corn album was like, oh, this, this kind decent of decent enough. This is you, better than I expected for a corn album. Inti- I kind of enjoyed it. You're intentionally just shitting on the Animal Collective album that came out that week? Oh, do you think that Animal Collective album was like a gift to God? It's really good. <laughs> oh my God. People are saying that to me too, and I just don't get it. I yeah, no thanks. We're ending the podcast. <laughs> Bye everyone. <laughs> it's a it's a cool take to just be like, oh, I hate this. Like, cut the uh, cut the audio. 
First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or firstissueclub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at patreon.com slash firstissueclub. Club.